I could teach you one thing about nutrition, what would that be? Kia ora, I'm Janet, a qualified personal trainer, nutrition coach and mum of four boys. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings, a podcast that is a space and a place for you to be while we explore the non-bullshit approach to nutrition, exercise and all the bits in between. I have a huge passion for movement and ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. So we'll have some adventures and we'll be joined by some epic guests along the way who will share their wild journeys through this thing we call life. Let's crank on into it. Kia ora, Janet here and welcome to episode 2 of the Riggs Rambling Podcast. In the future, you'll be able to visit our website for our show notes by entering into the search engine podcast forward slash episode two. However, currently, we are still not there yet. Today's episode is all about calories, calorie deficit, calorie surplus, whatever that looks like and means for you. What we do need to learn, though, is the basics of what a calorie is. Uh, a calorie, same as kilojoule, is a unit of measure. It is how we measure energy whether that's the energy we use in our bodies or whether it's the energy we consume via food and liquids. To understand about calorie deficits or surpluses, we need to learn about energy balance. Um, At the first, the concept of energy balance appears quite straightforward and simplistic. When it comes to weight loss or fat loss, if that happens to be your goal, it actually becomes one of the hardest things to do. But first, we'll get back to that energy balance. For body mass to be maintained, equilibrium, uh, for instance, energy, our total kilojoules or calories consumed, or those drawn from our mass stores, must be equal to the energy expended. expended. Um, We require a certain amount of calories to sustain life uh, at rest. So this is our BMR, our base, our metabolic rate. That is literally the amount of energy, for instance, calories, we require to sustain the function of our organs, our circulation, our breathing, our bodies at rest. Um, There are many diets out there on the land of the internet that has their calorific value set below a lot of people's BMR um, values. So we need to sort of learn a little bit about that and to understand that a little bit more. How we gain or lose weight is by upsetting that balance. Sounds simple, yep, and it is scientifically, but physically it's really quite challenging. Um, The scientific values, tools and tricks and trades behind calorific deficit or surplus is mathematical. We use an equation um, to understand the energy that somebody requires, the way they metabolize that energy, um, the value of the intake. So we break that right down to, of course, what I've literally said a few times, is energy balance. So energy balance is by energy in, calories in, energy out, calories expended. Uh, We often lose our way not far from there. Why? Because we're all different. Absolutely different. Everybody does different things every day. We move differently. We have different goals. We have different needs. 
we have different requirements. Uh, nobody is exactly the same. That's what makes us unique. We shouldn't really need to change that. However, a generic diet as such sort of has that one-to-many approach. And that's not how it works. And that's where things can go a little bit tits up. Um, prescribing somebody a very low-calorie diet to make them lose weight will be successful if they adhere to it. Um, there's lots going around that have people on a 1200 calorific diet. Uh, anybody just about would lose weight on that. It's well below my base cell metabolic rate, which is about 13 or 1400 calories for me to sustain life. So I would lose weight on 1200 calories for sure. I'd be hungry, I'd be miserable, I would be uh, slowing down my metabolism, uh, I wouldn't be sleeping, I would be creating disordered eating quite likely and I would um, not be able to sustain that long term. So when we think about a calorific deficit, if we're losing, want to lose weight or fat loss, it should be in a timely manner, like nobody has to diet every day for the rest of their life. And I think a lot of people misinterpret that in a sense. Diet solely means the food and liquid we intake to sustain life. Not what somebody is trying to sell you, um, nor is it keto, nor is it any other way of life. Um, it is merely another, like calorie, it's a unit of measure. Diet is a word that describes what we do and what we have to sustain life. Um, energy expenditure is unpredictable, to be honest. Uh, we believe and listen to people um, and our gimmicks, like our Garmin watches, our cell phones, that, you know, that exercise has a certain measure. It has a rough guide, absolutely, and we can use that rough guide. Um, you know, we were taught in school that an hour of moderate exercise was worth so many calories. It is literally a guide of what we can try and use as a, as a measure to create either a calorific deficit or a surplus. Um, what we then need to do, once we've learned what that does for us, so we've clearly learned, A, that a calorie is a unit of measure, that we have a base our metabolic rate, which is what we work out on our height and our weight. Um, again, unique to the individual. So we, we can learn what somebody's BMR is, we can learn what their... Um, calorific daily value would be for maintenance um, from there we could learn what the number would be if they need a surplus to try and build muscle or gain weight uh, we could learn what their deficit should be if they want to lose weight or lose fat um, and then we have to try and work out how that looks for the individual and it will be different for everybody not everybody is raised the same you know what my family might have eaten and what I would have been taught to cook by my mum is significantly different to what you know some of my good friends have been taught in their life we need to apply the way we eat uh, whether we want to lose weight maintain or gain weight in a way that is sustainable for us because we are so different our tools are different the food we like is different so let's say we want to dive deep for the uh, purpose of this podcast into calorific deficit. Okay, so we can create a deficit in many ways, um, not just by food. 
we can use exercise for a start, but we need to understand what that means. Uh, our, our body mass uh, gives us a guide to our energy expenditure. A larger body mass expends more energy doing the same thing that a smaller body mass would do, if that makes sense. Um, so a person that is starting on the exercise and nutrition journey that would like to lose weight could create a deficit with exercise initially if they are not already exercising because they are expending more energy doing that exercise than what they were consuming without changing their food at all. And that would create that deficit and they would slowly lose weight. However, when we use exercise to create our deficit, we eventually get used to it. We become accustomed to exercising and we get more efficient. So using exercise to create that deficit actually doesn't create a deficit for long. One other way that we could continue using exercise for that deficit is if we increase the exercise. However, that's got a limit. Eventually you come accustomed to that extra exercise and more and more and more. We want to become too accustomed to exercise. We want to get more efficient at it. However, we do not want exercise to be the tool that we use to create a deficit because nobody has time to exercise for 12 hours a day, period, because eventually that's what some could and would build up to, to continue with the deficit. So we have to bring it back to food. How do we work that out? So we need to work out our BMR, as I said previously, and we need to also be aware of our total daily energy expenditure. There are oodles of calculators online for your TDEE loads. All of them go back to four certain formulas that some scientists created. Uh, these formulas work well. They do their job. They will give you a value of the calories that you would need, A, to sustain life, B, to gain weight, or C, to lose weight. And using that then, we have to try and figure out, okay, now what? How do we get that from food? Now, for the beauty of this podcast, I'm not going to dive too deeply into the units of measures through our different macros and things like that, because that's another podcast. That gives me something else to talk about. Um, but I do want today's podcast to remain on the guise of um, our energy and our calorific deficits, our calorific surpluses if we want to gain weight. Um, the most sustainable weight loss that we can sustain long term is between 500 grams and a kilogram a week. I personally prefer that to be around 300. Um, they, this is the, is the most sustainable weight loss because it is not too fast, it is not too rapid and it allows us to do the doing over a long period of time. To be able to lose between 500 grams and a kilogram a week, we need to create a calorific deficit of 500 calories per day, give or take. Or multiplying that by 7 to get a weekly amount. Literally means that a calorific deficit will force the body to use our 
body stores our non-food sources of energy through our fat for want of a better word to provide um, and muscle tissue to be honest to provide energy to make up for the shortfall um, that we're providing it with so eating less than what we burn means that we'll create that deficit that will result in fat loss many people are starting to um, sell online that calorie deficit doesn't work they're uneducated and they don't understand science a calorific deficit of energy in versus energy out works and you do not have to look much further than the holocaust to uh, see that visually and know that people that are underfed will starve to death the starvation diet of where people gain weight when they eat less is false your body will not hold on to body fat when you are eating in a calorific deficit it can hold water it can hold fluids it can hold a host of other things, but in general, they will eventually be released and you will lose weight. If you are in a calorific deficit and you are not losing weight, you are not in a calorific deficit. Period. <gasps> Dagger through the heart. I know. Because the thing with a calorific deficit and calories from food is that we overestimate how much we're eating and we underestimate. No, other way around. We underestimate how much we're eating. We overestimate how much we move. Now the tools and the tricks of the trade for our energy expenditure um, is amazing. Love that these smartphones, smartwatches, gadgets can give us all of these tools to um, assist us with our exercise and our training, especially for somebody in my position where I need to consume a certain amount of energy to be able to continue to do what I do. My goal is not weight loss, so I want to have maintenance. Um, I burn a lot of energy when I do my training, so I have to make sure that I eat that energy back. However, I digress. When we are after weight loss and we're starting to look deeper because we think we're in a deficit and we're not, we really have to dive deep into how we're going to lose that weight, what the value of the foods we eat are. Here at the rig, when I help somebody if their goal is weight loss, I don't instantly say, right, bang, we're going to adjust your calories, your macro is going to be this, you're going to do this, 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 this and this um, by restricting, removing and repeating. However, what I do is I encourage people to add more into their life. So add more exercise. If you're only moving once or twice a week and you start to move three to four times a week or five to seven times a week, then that alone is going to create a calorific deficit. When you're already training your butt off, quite literally, and you're still not losing the weight that you want to lose, then it has to come from food. Everything we eat has value. We get tripped up on the things that are hidden. I'm not going to go down that big massive rabbit hole or rabbit warren of processed versus unprocessed and sugar and the fats and seed oils and inflammation and dairy and whatnot because... You could actually eat a Big Mac combo every day for an entire month and lose weight if you're in a calorific deficit, as proven by Jordan Syatt. He is Syatt Fitness Online. He has a YouTube channel. If you want to look that up, I encourage you to do so. Big Mac Challenge. Uh, he lost five to seven kilos or pounds eating a Big Mac super combo every day. Super combo in New Zealand. Uh, in America, it's just standard because, whoa, they have big portions. 
So yeah, so if we want to get into a calorific deficit without counting calories as such, because that can be a real mind field for some people, it can force us into disordered eating, it can create a disorder, full stop, an eating disorder. We need to understand that calories count, but we don't have to essentially count them. So when I say to people, I'm going to add things into your diet, I add them in. I encourage them to eat more fruits and veggies. I encourage them to have half their plate as fruits and vegetables. I work out how much protein they require for their body weight. I explain to them what the fat content of these meals could and should look like, where they can all kind of get these things from. When we don't lose weight, when we think we're in a calorific deficit, these are the wee things that can be tripping us up. Every food has a value. If you're pouring olive oil into the pan to cook up your steak, blay love it, olive oil is freaking great for you. However, you need to understand the value that that olive oil uses, not that you put olive oil in to cook a steak. Duh. But, I digress. For instance, if we're going glug, 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 glug with that olive oil instead of measuring two tablespoons, you literally can add up to 500 calories per meal. Just like that. You can't see it. You certainly aren't kind of using a spoon to eat it, but it's there. So we really do need to learn what and where the caloric value of our food comes from. Everything has a value. Does that mean that all of a sudden you can only ever eat salads, more salads, more salads, and you've got to get rid of your favourite foods? Absolutely bloody not. Hell no, because the first thing you're going to do is fail. Removing everything you love is just depressing. God, why would I tell anybody to do that? Absolutely not. What we do need to know, however, is how much all of those foods are worth as such. Where they fit into your diet. How often you can have them. And a lot of that comes around behaviour. But in a caloric value, everything has one. Some foods are more nutrition than others. Some foods we should eat all the time. Some foods we should eat less of the time. There are no good or bad foods. By labelling foods as good or bad, we are simply setting ourselves up to create a disordered approach to nutrition. How do we create a deficit around this food by eating or not eating even? Um, most people, when they say to, when I say to them, right, well, how many meals a day do you eat? Oh, well, I'll only eat. I eat really well, but I only eat a small meal at lunchtime. I don't eat breakfast, uh, and then I just I don't eat much at tea. But I'm not losing weight. Um, something has to give there. Like sure, that could be the way they're eating Monday to Friday. But what's happening on the weekends? Because it's, if they're not losing weight, either the portion size on those foods are too big, or the types of food are too heavy in nutrients, or we're not getting the full picture. Balance is key. We need an energy balance or a disruption of balance to maintain, lose or gain weight. You also need to have balance with your eating. Uh, this to me is three meals a day and two snacks. This is hitting your protein needs, reducing fat intake, increasing veggie and in, veggies and fruit intake for fibre, um, carbohydrate value like we'll dive deep into this in another podcast um but if i can get one thing across for calorie counting or calorie deficit or calorie surplus is that everything 
has a value. You do not have to count calories, but calories do count. It is the most confusing thing you'll ever do. But if we can chip away and just get a little bit of information, a little bit more information, a little bit more information and start to apply it, it makes it a little bit easier to understand. The science is simple, as I say, the doing is the hardest part. So how do we then, you know, fit this into our everyday life? Does this mean you've now got to go around the supermarket and read labels and, you know, spend two hours in the supermarket trying to figure out what should go in your trolley? No, absolutely not. We just need to be aware of how we eat and what the values of those are, how we can address whether they your food, your diet rather needs more of something or less of something. It is literally understanding what it is we consume. Simple, huh? Yeah, right. Bloody hard. So what does uh, a calorific deficit look like for everybody? It is different for everybody. Absolutely different for everybody. Everybody is a different size, weight, shape. Their energy expenditure is slightly different. Uh, their energy requirements are slightly different. But let's not overthink it, hey? Like a calorie deficit is going to get us to where we want to go. If that goal is weight loss, a calorific surplus is going to get you where to go if you want to build muscle and gain weight. We really just want to keep it simple, stupid, don't we? Calories in, calories out where they come from. Uh, you hear a lot on the thing about sugar and all the hidden calories. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, sugar's not great for us. We don't need to consume a lot of it. Uh, can have a bit of a detrimental effect on our teeth. But it's not actually as bad as what everybody says it is. Um, we don't need to avoid it. We certainly don't need to avoid it if we do not have diabetes or type 2 diabetes or any other disease that sugar could impair our lifestyle. We do not need to be concerned as a general population about the insulin response. We'll get into that into another podcast as well. Um, but these are tricks and trades that people are trying to sell you because at the end of the day, you will lose weight in a calorific deficit. But people think that you won't, you know, they're not going to make money off that. That's You can get that for free off the internet. You can get your numbers free off the internet. But of course, people aren't going to make money off that. Um, working out your calorific deficit, again, like I said, we can do that on a total daily energy expenditure calculator. Then we've got to stick to it. Best way to do that is to take a look at the overall picture. How can I break that down into meals? What do I need to have on those meals? Um, you know, a true calorific deficit will be easier to maintain if we somehow can keep our satiety going. Uh, when you're in a slight calorific deficit at some stage through that there will be hunger I'm not going to deny that because it's going to exist we're literally eating less than we you know output so there will be a little bit of hunger there doesn't mean to say that we have to be starving and we can address that through our dietary fiber and our protein needs uh, that's for another podcast I'm not going to tell you those numbers right now because this is about calorie deficit and lord knows I get off target and I go rambling down a rabbit hole real easy real quickly so let's try to keep this simple. Um, yeah, so we need yeah to look at our overall picture. Does that mean to say if you blow your calories out on one day that the diet um, tree 
intake has now damaged your goals and you know let's give up because we've blown it out of the parks hell no god no every day we get a new chance at this every day we get a new chance at this one meal high in energy value okay and the next meal get it back on target you know or if you're going out allow for it not saying to minimize what you eat beforehand I don't mean that you've got to think of it like a bank account where you're gonna you know have your old saving money as opposed to an overdraft I mean mentally allow for it we want the calorific deficit to be able to be achieved without detrimenting our mental health um, there's lots of tools and behavior things that I implement through our programs to help people when they go out for a meal um, learning what to pick off the menu you know sometimes you can look up the menu online before you go out so you know what foods are on offer as uh, you know not having an entree so you can have the dessert um, not finishing your plate we don't have to finish our plates um, that's one thing we've been taught that's a New Zealand thing I believe is that food wastage has been part of the depression over the years our parents went to such great lengths to be able our parents parents rather provide us provide them with food times were a bloody hard up post depression so we got taught that food was precious it is I'm not going to deny that um, shouldn't be wasted shouldn't absolutely not but we can save it um, but yeah we're taught to clear our plate but then over time we clear your plate by somebody else's suggestion of what your portion size should be should be um, yeah so creating a deficit food wise without counting calories what can that look like for some a lot of the times I'll tell clients to get the two dinners plates out that they have for their husbands and themselves for tea dish your kids tea up then dish a meal up on a plate to the size that you would normally dish yourself up and then put another plate to the side and serve up less go back to the first plate if, that's, if that is now your husband's plate add more for him you take the smaller plate because you've changed your intake by lowering your portion size from what you normally would eat so you've created a deficit this is one way to do it with meals that we can very very easily overeat at because we've gone past our satiety and we've gone a little bit over our calories without even realizing it so yeah there's many tricks and tools along the way um, we're going to get into those at another stage I hope this podcast has given you a little bit more of an insight of what a calorie is I hope I haven't gone too far off track and made it confusing never my intentions this is always about keeping it simple stupid I'm starting to ramble so it's time to wrap this up like always you can get in touch with us uh, if you have any questions save us as your favorite podcast as we dive deep into nutrition without the bullshit and let's see where this can take us bye for now